Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Outer Realm Thursday night segment. A little bit tongue-tied there. I don't think my mic was working with me. <laughs> anyway, we are broadcasting live right here in the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 on the Gulf Coast and 107.7 from New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have been with this well, with us on this journey, essentially, uh, probably for about three and a half plus years now. So we're so very grateful for you, Folgers. Thank you so very much. And we look forward to another great year with you. Also, truly grateful for Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, for the intro that you just heard. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, which can be found at all of your favorite streaming platforms. Also, big thank you to Steve McGinnis, the artist behind our banners and logos here at the show. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Also specializes in the horror genre, but does phenomenal commission pieces, including books, just so y'all know. So tonight... We are welcoming for the very first time special guest Joshua Shapiro, who's going to be discussing crystal skulls. He's going to have a link for his free ebooks. Yes, you heard me right, his free ebooks. And he's going to be showing photos, do a little bit of show and tell. But of course, as always, guys, you have to be, you know, listening to one of our um, eight different platforms to be able to communicate with us. So I should say seven because we actually do not have um, a chat room on Roku. So super late, you know, seven coming down into one. <laughs> so we have to keep up with him. He's got great stories to tell and really looking forward, of course, to, to sharing him with you all. I see people starting to chime in. Hello, we. Oh, hello, JR. How are you? How are you? Hello, Marshall. How are you? Hello, Janie. Hello. I miss Amelia too, especially, but she's under the weather. So she's listening in though. She's never too far at all. Hey, Tamara. Hello. Oh my goodness. Hey, Mark <laughs> and the roomies. We're all here. Everybody's slowly starting to chime in, waiting for our guest. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I think We've only done one other segment in the Wayback Machine on Crystal Skulls. And um, I'll tell you, I always find it super informative. These things are just so fascinating. And, um, oh, hold on, hold on, what am I missing? Diane, hello, hello. Ah, uh, crochet DT, yes. <laughs> Courtesy of Amelia. <laughs> um, they're very, very fascinating. And it's, Trying to figure out 
the story behind them to me has always been interesting because what are they about? Who made them? What can you do with them? Um, there's, they're just, they're just so interesting. And I can tell you right now that Joshua has one of these crystal skulls that is, is said to be a museum quality, you know, really unusual piece. And he's going to share that with us and he's sent pictures over so we can have a look at them as well. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you all to my new friend, Joshua Shapiro. Hey everyone. Hi. A pleasure to be here, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me on the show and Oh. And also, I want to thank Mark Eddy for making the connection. He just raves about you and your oh, show. Oh, awesome. yeah. He's in the chat room tonight, too. So this is really good. Right. So here he is. Hello, Mark. There he is. <laughs> so, no, it's it's awesome that you're here. Um, this is such a fascinating topic, not just for the ancient stuff that people want to know about. Where do they come from? What do you do with them? Who made them? But what you can continue to do with them even today, which is where your research comes in, right? My buddy, my buddy here. There we go. I love it. It's one of this, them. Right. Portal de Luz, Portal of Light. This is the one that's traveled with me the most. But he's also the heaviest I'm going to show you. So being at wow. 68, I don't no, he'll he'll kind of like go like this, you know, and he'll come back in and say, oh, I want to say hello to everybody because they're alive. They have consciousness and they talk with you. So, Right, Oops. right. Well, why don't we start with humble beginnings? You know, okay. I mean, how does one one doesn't just typically fall into you know, th their their certain area of study because this is sort of like really in-depth studying. So what brought you to this to this? point in your journey i'll just let you start okay so we have to look at prior to april of 1983 who was joshua shapiro and then i don't remember the exact date in april of 1983 but i met the amethyst skull of me which is the one i sent you a bunch right. of pictures of. i will get pictures of that yes <laughs> so prior to that time you know i was just starting to open up to find out about the uh, spiritual things, who I was. Um, I'm a typical Aries. I, I want to know the answers to everything. I've talked to other Aries and we're all the same, you know. Right. If there's right. something that, there we go, that's uh, a me, which I'll be explaining here in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just take her off for now and let you continue right. on and we'll bring her up later. Right. So um, I was just kind of traveling on faith and I came out with uh, my first book, Journeys of an Aquarian Age Networker. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of talking about my travels, who I was meeting, how I was seeing what the Aquarian Age is all about, or I would call it the Golden Age. And um, so then now we'll come to the moment where I became acquainted with the crystal skull that you showed. So mm -hmm. I went to this bookstore in San Jose, California. Francois was the owner. It was across the street from the Rosicrucian Park. And um, I showed her a copy of the book I mentioned, uh, Journeys of an Aquarian Age Networker. Mm -hmm. And she pulled out these pictures of the amethyst skull, which you just showed before. Right. And so as I was looking at those pictures, um, I, I don't know 
I can't remember because it's 1983. It's like that's almost, okay. That's okay. Over 40 years ago, but these are the events that happened while it's there. So right. first thing I remember was as I'm looking at the picture, because any picture is a facsimile of these artifacts. Right. So this is another profile here that we have. Yes. Is um, I started to feel like an inner earthquake inside of me, like something was happening. And one of the things that I've learned in all my travels and all my experiences that there are certain moments of time where you have a key experience that unlocks like, you know, who you are, what you're here to do and so on. Because prior to that, you know, I, I knew of the crystal skulls because of the famous one, the Mitchell Hedges skull, but I hadn't really had a, a contact with one. So I wasn't that attracted to it. But this is one of the keys when you're working with crystal skulls is that, you know, you may listen to some of the experiences that I'm going to talk about today that I have had over this time. And it might not mean anything to you uh, specifically, or you might not be able to relate to them. But once you have one of your own, and again, I've talked to so many people, so this is always the case. Once you have one of your own direct experiences, mm. then it's like, you know, how do I say, no, that didn't happen. That earthquake didn't happen. That mm -hmm. picture wasn't talking to me and said a message, Joshua, we're returning to help humanity to create peace. So now that you know about it, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. You know, so, right. so this was kind of a telepathic communication that's going on uh, for me that I remember with the picture. Now, this is one of my gifts, uh, helps me when I'm writing like when I'm going to write something, I mm -hmm. almost hear inside of me, you know, what is it I need to say? And mm -hmm. even as I'm talking with you, a split second before what I want to say, I already hear it in, inside of me. It's so, I mean, after doing this for 40 years, it's an automatic uh, gift or, or ability. Right. So, um, so then after I had this uh, contact, and by the way, I forgot there was a real earthquake that happened too while I was there looking at the picture in Colingas, California, which is, I don't know, a hundred some miles south of San Jose, they had a real earthquake that happened. So there was an outer and inner earthquake. And then I found out that this girl was held by a group of um, Hispanic businessmen. And one of them had a crystal gallery that was close to the bookstore in San Jose. And in the vault, that's where this crystal skull was being held. And so they were, kind of interested of selling this go right. and uh, there actually was a young man that came in town w while I was around and this mm -hmm. is how I actually got to see it the first time right so when they brought it out uh, they said okay Joshua you can go ahead and touch this crystal skull so I remember my right hand I put it on the top part of that skull and I felt an energy literally move all the way up my arm and to my shoulder Wow. Now, one of the things that has happened to me since that time is when I meet, I would call them significant crystal skulls in my life, um, ones that change me, affect me or whatever. And obviously a me being the first one and telling me, hey, we're coming back to help humanity, you know, and started to get me interested to learn more and so on. Mm -hmm. But they appear in my mind's eye, I see them around me. So for a, a me, when I think of a me, She's right here. And I felt that she was a feminine skull. Right. Okay, and so isn't she, isn't she mine? Because there's actually like, 
information on on her, right? Supposedly found in the early 1900s, has a bit right. of a well, she's found in in Mexico, Maya? right? Mexico, so Maya. it could be mine. But you know, the thing is, the only way you could say one is mine is if the existing Mayan people who are descendant actually have some. Right. Like I know in Guatemala, the Mayans there, they publicly have acknowledged that they have crystal skulls and they protect them because so, there was a period of time when the Spanish came over to the Americas where they started stealing everything. And mm -hmm. there is a friend I have named Yoki Van Dieten who used to have uh, like a kind of Dutch shop, coffee shop in the Miami area. And she showed me an article where they found a Spanish galleon, I guess, off the coast of Florida there, where two crystal skulls were inside of that galleon. Oh, wow. So, That's really so interesting. It probably means that, you know, they took them from the people and they were going to take them back to Spain, but the ship sank. Right. So there could be evidence for that. So, so yeah, go ahead. So just to back up for a quick moment, um, how many crystal skulls? Like let's go. We're going to go into like ancient times as per the discoveries before we come to the present. Um, first off, where, why were they made? Who made them? And how many? Like it's a three-part question. And, and how many are there allegedly that have been discovered? Well, the last question I can't answer because too many have been discovered, and it's impossible to know them all. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Whereas okay. like, let's say in the beginning when they first became known, which was back in the seventies and eighties, you know, there were only a couple, some in museums, Mitchell Hedges go, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But since that period of time, I mean, constantly, not every day, but you know, like every month I'm hearing from different people who said, Oh, I received this skull through my family or somebody gifted it to me. Um, uh, even skulls in Peru have been showing up, which don't look like the ones that are showing up in Central America and Mexico. Are they genuine? Well, because wasn't there a tale? I mean, wasn't there a belief system that the, the people who research this sort of stuff believe that there may have been 13? And some of these were in places that you may not even be able to access if you believe the legends, right? So, right. Well, so there's, um, let's see. So Mayans out of uh, Guatemala talk about 52 skulls. Wow. Four sets of 13, perhaps. Maybe. Um, there are legends that say there's a master set just came through my co-author, Mr. Nasserino, who mm -hmm. passed away some years ago, but he was talking about a master set of 13 crystal skulls. Right. Which Maybe which would kind of make talking about right, which would kind of make sense because we have a lot of things to do with major religions uh, and spiritual philosophies of one surrounded by twelve, the Christ and the twelve apostles, the twelve tribes of Israel, and the right. priest, the um, God. In my memory, I forget the. Mm -hmm. I can't think of what they're called. The tribe that's the priests. Mm -hmm. So, so we constantly have it, and this with the crystal skulls too. There have been legends that have come out about one main skull surrounded by twelve. In the book I did with Nasserino and Bowen, um, there was this person named Michael, and again, my memory goes. This is so bad at sixty-eight. I know exactly <laughs> what I want to say, but I can't remember the name. 
Michael's <laughs> last name, who was also talking about like um, in the Four Corners area, underground caverns, there was like a, a set of uh, master set of 13 that could have been connected with the inner earth tri tribes. Like oh, there were 13 inner earth yeah. tribes. Each one had a skull that had their DNA connected to it. So there's a lot of theories about it. Interesting. Um, you asked the question about, is it authentic? Every crystal skull that exists is authentic, okay. whether they are being made in uh, modern or whether they're coming from um, indigenous cultures, mm -hmm. whether they're gifts from the gods, you know, there's mm -hmm. many different theories about where they're coming from. And so my friend Portal de Luz is saying to me, just, just tell Michelle's audience dad, he calls me dad, that each one of us has our own special energies and gifts and everything. So like, for example, the one I showed you, Portal de Luz, he's a modern maid's go. He's made by a Brazilian carver I met Leandro, who a lot of people know, know of him. And I actually have a couple of skulls by him. And, you know, and yet when I was in Holland and this Mayan elder came, Mayan shaman came talking about, you know, the um, 20, 2012, um, their uh, prophecy and everything. Um, he, Portal de Luz faked him out. He thought it was one of theirs. He was saying in Spanish to me, uh, could you please tell this gentleman that this is one of our skulls and he needs to give it back? Because, again, a lot of their skulls have been stolen. And this really is very upsetting because it's sacred mm. to them. Yes. And I had to explain to the elder, and he's a very famous elder. And I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to um, embarrass him. Because Portal said I'm not supposed to say anything till the elder started talking <clears> with <throat> me. Right. And I showed him that this was a modern maid's skull. So why he, I think he was faked is because Portal has uh, probably a galactic spirit that works through him since I know I, my true essence is, and I've been revealing this of recent years, I'm a uh, cosmic <coughs> wanderer, which George Hunt Williamson, an early, UF, early UFO contactee spoke about. Mm -hmm. See, there's so many things that are interconnected. I'm trying to get it all in there. Of course. <laughs> Um, well, you've got quite a bit of time, so. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. So uh, so I think that Portal de Luz has uh, galactic uh, spirits who are very well aware of who I am on a, on a soul level. Right. And, um, you know, um, he's who talks to, talks to me, it works through it. So he activated the quartz crystal so that it could receive energies of wherever I'm going. Like when we do world peace meditations, like we just started uh a new series on February 1st. And for those people, if you have a crystal skull, you should contact me through either the website or the, the email web. that will be released whenever that comes out. So I can give you the information okay. or, well, there's part of it. That's and for your e-books. Right. right. And oh, then also too, way. you'll be giving out um, a website. February 13th, 1 p.m. your local time is when we do the second world peace meditation with the crystal skulls. And right. if you don't have one, you can use your favorite piece of gemstone or, or other quartz crystal or whatever. Um, so we're starting to do that as well. So, um, you know, so the all these crystal skulls, they have a purpose and a reason. And, you know, Portal de Luz has been instrumental in, in helping me creating a very, like right now he's helping to create a very 
with the other three skulls that I pulled out. So I have three more I'm going to show you before we finish up tonight. Just a really nice energy here in front right. of the computer. So it's easy for me to remember and talk about uh, all kinds of things that are re related to the crystal skull. So the voice that talks to me, I have to say what it told me, otherwise I'll forget it. So the crystal skulls right now are acting as powerful <clears throat> tools to um, activate people's spiritual gifts, to help people to know what role are you here to play? I'm assuming many of the people that are coming to listen to you on a soul level, before they were born and they came to the earth, they have a role to play in this total transformation that's happening right now. And we are at a period of time, uh, which I've seen through two powerful experiences, which I mentioned to you and I talked to you privately yes. before, that um, major things are gonna start happening. And um, we're not too far away for total paradise on this planet. And mm. most people would say, that's crazy. How could that be? We have all this madness happening in mm. Israel and Palestine. Mm. And now uh, NATO is talking about, they're gonna go to war with Russia. And Tucker Carlson just put out today, oh, his talk a, with Putin. That's a whole political show right there. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, and here in the United States, we got what's going on in Texas and we have uh, several politicians that they're going mm -hmm. after to impede. So it's almost there's a like lot going and, on that's working right, against a, us, basically. Right. It looks like it's working against us. Right. But what I think is things get worse before they get better. So right. we're like at the edge of a major, major breakthrough. So whoever was just talking to me is just saying that you know, we're really getting ready for some wonderful things to start mm -hmm. happening, some major truths to start coming out. Mm -hmm. And um, people need to um, not be, um, how do I express this? Don't be too concerned about, you know, if you start hearing this crazy stuff, just go day by day, know everything is going to be okay, and that we will be called to do what we really came here to do. So right. it's like, for example, I think, you know, if you look at the bottom of my name, I'm saying, you know, I'm co-founder of the Center for the Advancement of Humanity. This is one of the tasks that I'm sitting on. I'm holding the energy for the center. So when all this good stuff comes up, then I can do all the actions I need to do to create that center and physically manifest it here in the Orlando area where I am. And Crystal Skulls will play a major and key role with all yeah. of that as well. Right. So, Right. So I, I talked about a lot of things here really fast. I don't even know if I answered your questions. Uh, no. That's... You asked me three questions. <laughs> yes. One basically is, is who do you think made them? Um, Galactics and... and advanced civilizations in the past, as well right. as uh, indigenous people probably in the past. Because Tamara saying makes you wonder what was going on within those cultures at the time that they were making these skulls. Why a crystal skull? Why not? A crystal ball why not a crystal monkey why not a, you know what i mean based on on what right. i mean you know they emulated what they saw or what was a representation of a belief system so why the skulls do you think well i think because if we look at our bone skull um, it allows us to receive cosmic knowledge and information which filters down through different yes. levels of consciousness it's that shape that allows that 
quartz crystal is a transmitter and receiver for many different frequencies of energy. So mm -hmm. making it in the shape of a human bone skull is is going to also allow the same thing. So like there was one because time- Because we are transmitter, technically right. speaking, we bring in energy. Right, so yes. it's to collect okay. energy, wisdom, yes. knowledge. Like I had a chance one time through a personal friend uh, to speak to people in Microsoft about crystal skulls. You know, it wasn't too many people that came. But I said, look, you're working with the, the modern computers. These were probably the ancient computers. And this is one of the reasons why I think the crystal skulls are important, especially the ones that were made long ago or were created by very advanced people. They mm -hmm. have incredible knowledge and information inside of them that's mm -hmm. going to be released. And we'll figure out some way to do it because most of the time the information that comes is usually through people who are very sensitive you know that have mm -hmm. special gifts um, and but i see that in the past you know maybe this was in atlantis or whatever that they had devices where they could connect them into the crystal skull and you would see like you know video images like that's what mm -hmm. i'm expecting Right. We're going to link into a crystal skull and there'll be a guy there going, I've been waiting a long time for you to reinvent this technology so I could give you all this information. It's kind and of like the whole Obi-Wan Kenobi thing in Princess Leia. Yes. I'm here. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I think they have a lot of different purposes and they help different people depending upon what's going on in their life. Right. So for me, they they keep me busy because there's always something going on with crystal skulls. Right. Um, Diane, hi, Diane, says, didn't they make them in the images of a specific person? It's a good question, but they, they do look different. So right. I don't know. But Sandra Bowen, who is one of the co-authors of uh, the crystal skull book, I worked with her and Mr. Nasserino. Um, she was talking about the Mitchell Hedges skull that she believes that it was made from an Atlantean priestess named Shatritra. So the question the person just asked, some people have said that possibly some of the very old or what we call ancient crystal skulls could have actually been made, not only carved, they could have been from the actual bone skull changed into crystal from an actual person. Okay. Interesting. The, the challenge that we have with this is we have so many different theories and ideas that come out, but we don't really have a way to, to prove it. So it's kind of like for the people that are listening today, you know, you're going to have to run with whatever I'm talking about that resonates for you, hmm. because this is what makes it very difficult for me is, you know, I'm not a scientist and I hear all these things and I remember things from lifetimes where I worked. So my job is to offer possibilities. Because, you know, mm -hmm. there have been a couple of times where I've been interviewed where they come after me. Well, this this sounds really crazy. How can you prove these kinds of things? Well, the bottom line is, is when we come to the point where the world's going to really start opening up and ancient wisdom and knowledge is going to start coming through and the truth is going to start coming through. That's when <clears throat> how the skulls work and their purpose and everything. I think it'll be there'll be a way to be able to show that they're important for humanity. That it's not just, you know, I had a crystal, crystal skull that I met who I saw a picture of the first time that's telling me, oh, we're returning to help you to create world peace on your planet. You know, there's no way. How do I prove that I heard that? I can't prove that. But I heard it and I have to go with it and run with it. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a 
a really key point on anything that we do in our spirituality. We're all going to receive insights and knowledge and information that resonates for us. And we have to trust because it came from inside of ourselves that this is something that's important for us and that we will meet other people who may resonate with some of those ideas, but not everybody's going to resonate with all these ideas. Mm -hmm. I agree. And of course, I mean, we're looking at ancient uh, civilizations, technologies such as Atlantis, ancient Lemuria, you know, um, among others. I mean, some that are completely gone. Who's this? Who's this? This one? is Tachula. Oh, by the way, I would like to dedicate this show to my wife, Katrina, who passed away from cancer in November. She was the one that this girl found. If I can, I'll tell the story because it's please, please, yes. Okay, so. I don't remember when this was. We went to Sedona and we were attending Sedona, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of Magical course. Sedona. Right. Yes. This is where we met this one. Mm. Um, and the Templars, you know, I was kind of interested in the Templars. So we went to meet because they had some interest in crystal skulls, this group of Templars in Sedona. And there was this friend. And again, I can't remember his name. He just passed away, I think, uh, last year. But he was in contact with people in the far east and he was getting all kinds of different skulls not ones that were shaped like human bone skulls like portal de luz is close to our own skull this one is a totally stylized skull mm -hmm. and so he had like about 40 or 50 on a wheel that you could spin and this one started talking to katrina she said hey the this guy was saying hey you i want to talk to you and she's going like, what's going on here? She didn't, she didn't want to admit what's <laughs> happening because this was for very early on in our relationship and she was just starting to get comfortable. And also she's saying, she's over here next to me watching us talk about this. So if I forget something, you tell me, all right? <laughs> and um, and mm -hmm. I may sound crazy when I do that, but I hear her really clear, especially when I do, you know, talking to people on this, she'll say something I'll hear inside of me. Um, so um, the skull kept, you know, trying to get her attention and she was trying to ignore it. So then the guy who brought it out of all the skulls on the wheel, he picks this one and he sits right down in front of her and says, I think this one's supposed to go with you. And we made an arrangement so that it could. And then she wow. heard the name was Tachula, which to me sounds um, Mayan. Yes. Now, the thing that's interesting about this skull is when we moved to uh, Seattle, we went to a fair in Billingham and we had a, a table there and this guy comes up and looks at it and said, oh, I have one like that. And I'm going like, I don't believe him because this is so unusual. You would think that this would be an original. There wouldn't be any other one. So I said, could you please go home and get it? And he did and he brought it. And I don't know if you, you can see it. There's this thing here on its ear a black thing or yes yes we see it on yes. the ear it had the same thing it was exactly the same design crazy so a, except a little taller and i'm looking at him and they said oh yeah there's 12 of us so you're seeing two of us there's a series so again 12 or 12 and one right so this would be an example of an old skull right okay. uh we right. do not know no the back of it looks kind of red the front mm -hmm. may be quartz some kind of clear quartz but red we're still not sure what that's made of but it looks like 
it's two different types of mm. stones fused together, clear and well, reddish. If it came from Sedona, you've got the red mountains, you know, the red sand. No, but this, this didn't come from Sedona. We oh, saw it in Sedona. Got it came it. from uh, Mongolia or China. Oh, interesting. They, they found it when they were digging in the ground. Okay, wow. So and wow. this would be an example of what some call a Tibetan or Mongolian shaped skull. Right. So right. they don't look like us. So in honor of Katrina, since this was her special skull, and I would never give it attention, I'm bringing it out to share it with everyone so they can <laughs> see some different shapes. Well, thank you for sharing it with us. <laughs> um Wei makes a comment, says, I believe that in order to begin to understand what these things are all about, it's so important to have an open mind, right? Absolutely. And Guardian says, I believe mankind had supernatural gifts in the beginning, and they are starting to come back. Exactly. Also believe in that as the, well. Both of these comments are absolutely, <laughs> absolutely what I've, what, what I, and, know. I, I know it's true. I just know it's true. I'm Aries, and when we know something's true, we, we say it whether anybody else agrees or not. Right. Tamara says, I wonder if different skulls react to different frequencies. Absolutely. They definitely, they do. They do. Um, they're each very different. Maybe very for those who are sensitive, mm -hmm. excuse me. Of course. I'm still getting over a slight cold. Of course. Those two I showed you already, completely different. Mm -hmm. energy the skulls themselves they work in completely different ways they mm -hmm. respond to energies differently and also portal is saying to me portal is an example of a modern skull and tachula is an example of an older skull and right. when i've been in the presence of new and old i definitely have completely different experiences with it portal right. saying he has a story he wants me to tell is okay. it okay if I do that? yes of course okay so um Katrina was my fourth wife, although we didn't marry officially. She was my spiritual wife. But my third wife was Dutch, uh, Daisy Rainbow. And so I was living in Holland for about, I think it was about five or six years. We got invited to go to this group in Belgium. They were working with a device called a Lekier antenna. It's like a dowsing rod that has numbers on it. Yeah. And and when they put it towards a certain frequency of energy, it will tip by itself, okay? Which is like what a dowsing rod does. Put it on right. the ground looking for metal and it, it tips. Right. So um, their teacher was there who was training them how to use this. And he said to his class, this is a stone. Absolutely nothing is going to happen. We're wasting our time. So they went ahead and they started doing measurements. And they said to the teacher, um, we don't understand this. According to you, nothing should be happening. This crystal skull, Portal de Luz, he's showing the frequencies of energy of the five human senses. What? That's impossible. Do it again. They did it three times. And every time he showed those frequencies of energy. Mm -hmm. And then they said, there also <laughs> appears to be some energy that's coming from the ground up through his center too, which I don't know what that was. Mm -hmm. And then they took him out into the backyard and, and he created some kind of a vortex or something. Hmm. Uh, yeah. But he had to be in the, in the right place for that vortex to be set up. But stone so, does absorb energy and sounds, much like crystals, uh, you yeah. know, sounds. Right. So that's also, too, you know, like there's certain music the skulls 
will like. Mm -hmm. All things yeah. organic puts off a frequency, and most everything on the planet is organic, even rocks emit frequency. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, exactly. Well, so these people already understand the crystal skulls. It's great. I know I, we have a great audience. We're really fortunate. And, and I, I try to read off the comments for our audio listenership, which is pretty vast. So, right. um, so does it have to be a skull? Can it be like, let's say I'm, you know, let's say I come into possession of a crystal ball. Some people absorb the energy from their crystal balls and people it's crystal skulls. Now they're making, you know, they're making all sorts of different things out of crystal or quartz and, and things of that nature. Does it have the same effect in your opinion? Uh, in, in my opinion, it doesn't, but that's because okay. I'm, bi I'm biased. Okay. Because okay. I am, I have probably worked with crystal skulls in the past, so I already have that affinity for them. Right. Whereas somebody, you know, I've seen people, even with some of the very old skulls, meet them and feel absolutely nothing. But then they see, you know, like a piece of quartz in a, as a ball or in a different shape, and they have a different one. So a crystal skull isn't for everyone, okay? Right. We have to trust what we're uh, uh, what we're drawn toward. And even like, let's say, if you went to um, an online store or these people that have a lot of skulls, you know, and you want to buy one, you mm. need to look at each one and see, is there one that grabs you? Right. Okay? Like, for example, we just got six new ones from India. So I put them up on Facebook and it's amazing usually sometimes it'll go really fast somebody will go yep that's the one for me sometimes it takes a week or a little bit later but every single one that we've ever received from a source that is connected to carvers who have made them they all find their homes right they all so find basically the, right the skull chooses its person yes exactly they are right. choosing picking us we're not picking them portal's going absolutely dad you tell them <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, okay. So what is the objective for your research with these skulls? Now, we, you and I talked a little bit about portals and power spots and time travel. Do you want to delve into that a little bit? Well, I think for me, uh, what they're about is, um, you know, we've set up all these world peace meditations. We've mm -hmm. worked together with other people who have skulls mm -hmm. to do uh, an energy work to help the planet. Right. Um, I think too that um, they just uh, make sure, uh, well, I, ha I have to go to the experience I had with the Mitchell Hedges go with Bill Holman when I was in his house when the fourth Indiana Jones film came out where crystal skull 13 crystal skulls were shown there actually wow. and um so besides the fact that being in the presence of that skull it felt like i was in heaven when i did my meditation with it there were some advanced beings that showed up now it looks reverse on the screen but it's on my right side mm -hmm. in the right side of the room up in the in the air there was a group of beings that came and after I had that contact, 
I just felt like it helped me to be more peaceful and calm, not to judge other people, um, you know, um, just to go day by day. Because, you know, when you're born as an Aries, uh, there's this fire inside of you that wants you to uh, sometimes argue with people and, and say how you're correct and everybody else is wrong. <laughs> and it doesn't work this way. We each have our own... Um, <clears throat> idea of how reality works and we, right. we and we need like what we're doing now i'm sharing my pieces and hopefully some of these pieces and things i'm talking about are either resonating or helping other people see oh yeah i could see that how that could work or whatever that we're here to share our experiences with each other so for me the crystal skulls i think have helped to pull out you know some of my inner gifts and and also have helped me to um uh, well, I don't know why Jr. thinks fire is my element, but because yeah, I elaborate, because I because you're maybe because you're feisty. <laughs> well, I am feisty, but I have a grand trine in water too, so I'm also you know Correct. going with the flow, and right. I'm here to find a way of how people can work together. Right. It's just I have that Aries energy where all these ideas just start hitting me. Right, you know, like we have a media idea now, which I don't know what form it's going to take, but all of a sudden just came up, which. Right. I think we're going to wind up working with with you on this. So, <laughs> um, so for me, it, it's just been like, um, you know, it's the challenge of trying to figure out what are they, why are they here, how can they help people, what mm -hmm. kind of projects can we do together, like we're starting the World Peace Meditations again, you know, which I just was talking to my friend and and I had done with Katrina, we probably did over a hundred of them. So it's kind of like, mm -hmm. you know. I, I, I have to do new things and I know my center that I'm supposed to create is coming up. So, mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden I heard talking to my friend here, Harry, what do you think you guys have crystal skulls? Do you want to take over and start them up again? So it's just like uh, ideas of using these as tools to create a better world, right. using these as tools to enhance people's gifts, to wake them up. Do you think uh, it's always been that way? Do you think that's what the skulls I think that's what were what, created for? I think that was their original purpose. And then, you know, well, really we have this undeclared war that's going on between the light and the dark. And I think the dark got involved with the skulls and they started using it for, um, you know, taking power away from people. You know, mm -hmm. because a lot of people, when you say, a skull image they think death and doom and pirates and poison oh, and all that and <clears throat> well, how yeah. can that be when we all have a skull it's gifted to us by creator mm -hmm. uh you know we have the human body and the skull is an important part of it so right. um right. i think that you know the skulls are a a tool that's assisted many many civilizations in the past and mm -hmm. it records all these energies and knowledge and information. And now it's being drawn to people who, you know, like myself, who probably have worked with them in the past or before we were born. I obviously said, okay, I'll, I'll work with them again. And then I talked to Katrina and I said, when I meet you, we're going to be involved with them. And she said, yeah, we'll be doing some stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because Katrina experienced them differently than I did. She actually heard a voice. Mm -hmm. outside of her talking to her where i hear my thinking voice you know when, telepathic or, voice yeah. right that telepathic right. so portal talks to me it's my thinking voice that i hear him say something mm 
So, and it's the same with Katrina. When I hear her, it's through Mm -hmm. that voice. So we all have gifts. So I just think that there are, a tool that's returning that has assisted humanity many times in the past is now coming back to help us to anchor um, a higher vibrational frequency so the world is going to have total peace and harmony and we're going to have contact with all our galactic brothers and sisters and it's just going to be somebody saying the word it's funny it's just going to be swell living here swell is an old word right it's just going to be so swell living here. so well instead of going through all these challenges that we've been going through recently that actually when you wake up in the morning you're going to be dancing and singing and oh i'm so excited about what's going to happen to me in this next day (laughs) and the children of the future are not going to know any of these problems. They're not going to believe our stories when we tell them about like the things that have happened to us since we've been living here. Well, one can only hope for that. I'll tell you. Um, Tamara says, have you ever had a crystal skulls that where you did not like the energy? Yes. So I'm supposed to explain that <laughs> or just say yes or no? No, you can explain it, of course. <laughs> well, I have to go with um, what happened to me when I went to Mexico one time. And also, right. by the way, the website, that's one of our websites, but the main site, you have to put the letters cse.crystalskullexplorers.com to get oh, to the main okay. one. Well, let is, me, here, let, let me, can you fix let me that? do this. So what do I have to put in front of Crystal? What is it? So put the, the letters C-S-E dot Crystal Skull Explorers dot C-S-E? E, yeah. Dot. dot. Okay. And, th- and then it's right. Okay, good. Okay. Why don't we save that and put it back up? Right. All right. So, how about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. We got it. All right. Yeah, where you want to go to find all our good stuff, free ebook, but also, we'll be giving out my email. It's easier if you email it's, me. It's all in the write-up. Yeah, we could. Yeah, it's so, all in the write-up of the show, guys. So anyway, we were invited um, to go to Mexico, Katrina and I, and I was speaking at a conference there. And there were, and you, you know, you asked me how many crystal skulls. This is an example of I don't know because right. the people that came to the conference who were not speakers, they were bringing crystal skulls discovered in Mexico, and there was a table full of them of skulls I had never seen myself. Okay? So discovered or purchased? They either got them in local stores. They found them in the ground. They Crazy. inherited them from their family. You know, wow. passed down generation. Mexico, for some reason, uh, seems to have a lot of crystal skulls that are coming out of the ground from there. Very interesting. Right. That's so there there was um, one crystal skull that I work with, and it made me ill. And and normally, again, this is, okay, so I'll admit, this is part of my areas. I usually think, you know, if there is a challenge or problem that comes up, I can deal with it and, and right. handle it, okay? Um and I enjoyed that challenge, but this, it affected me so badly. I, I actually had to humble myself and ask for a local healer to help me. Mm. Um, so, and, and the reason for it is, is cause the crystal skulls are picking up the, all the energies that are around them, which includes man's inhumanity to man, because there are people who know of how the, Mayans and Aztec and Toltecs were that in times mm-hmm. past, they may have um, 
taken people's heart out and put skulls inside of them that they were used in sacrifices. So they would pick up man's inhumanity to man. But That's I interesting. think, right. But I think that, you know, the really most important or the major 13 or the major 52, those skulls were made by advanced people and they cannot, their energy cannot be broken. You know, right. like I feel that with the Mitchell Hedges skull that it right. has its own protection system. But <laughs> so that's, some, that's one of the ancient ones then, right? Well, I believe so. It's, you know, it's contest, contested because of the way that was found, but I think it is one of the ones. I think- you, I'll ask you a quick question with respect. So we'll use that one as an example. Okay. Um, on the grand scheme of things, we know, you know, the Mayan culture, is how old, for example, 500,000 years old? I think they're over a thousand. Okay. So I'm just ballparking it. Do you think, you know, was it someone in their technology in their time that made this, or do you think they came across it and they, you know, were they finding these things long before their culture? Like, are they that old, do you think, or are they as old as their culture? If, if, if um, I'm wording it properly. Then the Mayans who came to the um, Crystal Skull Conference where I received Portal de Luz, mm -hmm. they were talking about that um, gifts from the gods. The gods brought the skulls to them. Okay, so now so, we're... Okay, so let's assume yeah. the gods brought them, but yeah. also they could have had skilled carvers who could see, okay, these are beautiful. We're going to make copies or duplicates or replicas right. like the modern carvers are doing now they make replicas of skulls so right. they could have they could have made replicas of them mm -hmm. um you know so i i just think that the most advanced skulls either came from advanced civilizations like atlantis or lemuria or were gifts mm -hmm. from the gods and then right. that there were co copies or duplicates made but they were very good copies or duplicates right. And another thing Portal is saying to me is we need to get away from this idea of ancient, very old, because okay. it's, it's like when you focus on that, you're saying only Tatula should we consider because he's an older skull. Portal right. we should throw in the garbage can because he was made by a modern carver. But right. yet there are many people who have had contact with Portal de Luz and he has changed their life in a very pos positive right. way. Right. Because he could have a very advanced spirit or soul that works through him. Mm -hmm. Okay. And also he's telling me, don't forget that if the Mitchell Hedges skull, the the uh, the spirit of that skull wants to come through me to help somebody, I will step aside and let the spirit of that skull come into me. Right. So it's because um, when I received Portal de Luz at this conference in Sedona and I, I was in a hotel room and he was sleeping next to my head. I woke up and he showed me a vision where once a crystal skull, like a new one becomes activated, mm -hmm. there's like this um, electromagnetic grid in a, in a slightly different dimension of the earth, but it felt like it was up in the sky. And mm -hmm. each skull takes a spot on that grid and they all kind of like work together and talk to each other and everything. Right. So. This is the only way I know how to explain how they have communication with each other. Like no, I when, think that's great. Like when, you know, uh, all the time 
I'm meeting with other people who have their own skulls in. And my, I call them the crystal kids. They'll say, Dad, we want you to bring us because we want to meet our family. So right. they like to be together with other skulls. Right. So it's very hard for so somebody. So the spirits within the skulls, basically. Right. Right. It's very hard for someone to understand that it's like I have this person here that I'm looking at who I'm talking to or right. this other person here. Or this one is an example of a amethyst crystal skull right. okay, uh, made by a different carver, not by the same carver as Portal de Luz, but a mm -hmm. modern skull that found its way and decided that I should be its guardian. So there's all different kind of skulls that can come up and work in different ways and are drawn to different people. Right. But it's just a tool. Everybody has different tools that they work with. Right. You know, this hat, which I got when I went with my Brazilian wife uh, here to Orlando many years ago, we went to um, uh, Universal Studio. I bought the hat and, and the belt from Indiana Jones, but right. it's because I feel that spirit when I work with the skulls. Right. So sometimes I'll say I'm Illinois Shapiro because I was born right. in Chicago. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's get a couple of uh, questions and comments. Bart, sure. hello, Bart. Um, when you say they have assisted us many times, does this mean various incarnations of humanity or, you know, that were over 100,000 years ago? Or are we talking more in the last couple thousand years? What, what? It, 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 we, we don't know how old these skulls actually could be. We don't have any way of deciding it. So, right. you know, it can be recent. <clears throat> the way it's defined in the crystal skull community is we talk about a modern or contemporary skull is made, you know, recently. Right. An old skull is made over 100 years ago mm. or maybe up to 1,000 or 2,000. Very old or ancient, 1,000 or 2,000. Could be 100,000 years. We, we don't know. Mm -hmm. See, I think the thing that people get too caught up in is how old are they and right. is it ancient rather than say, you know, we have all these skulls or they say, you know, we have the family and each one has a purpose and a reason for being. Well, I think Bart is just trying to get a, a timeline as to how There's long has no it way. been helping. Well, helping how, can humanity. We know this? how yeah. can we know this? I mean, right. we can guess. We don't know. See, one of the things we're going to find out as the truth starts coming out is things we've been taught to be our history are probably mostly false. Of course. So, Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, we have Tart Tartaria, which we have no time to talk about. That only was like 200 years ago. So where does that fit in with the Atlantis, with Mayans and all of yes. that? Yes. <laughs> the Akashic Records has, has all of this and should be available to, to everyone, all this knowledge and information. Mm -hmm. So um, what he's because... asking as far as time frame, it's possible it could be 100,000 years old. But how, how can we prove that and why oh. is it that important? I think it's more important, at least the way I look at it, that they're mm -hmm. here now and they're helping us and we're mm -hmm. doing world peace meditations. They're helping people with their gifts. Mm -hmm. um, people are using them to activate sacred sites that have been um, closed down for a long time. All different purposes and so, reasons they're working with them. So let me let me pose this question. Do you think yep. these are human spirits or extraterrestrial spirits? I think Both they're all, all all kinds of spirits, dimensional spirits, right. galactic spirits. Right. They could be spirits of of people who were alive that said, okay, uh, you know, the skull is a, a door, so I'm going to work through that. 
Right. I right. see them as a, as a door. Right. And, right. And it depends upon who is the guardian. You know, I say guardian, not owner. I don't own these skulls. They pick me. So. And your energies have to jive. They have to be able to work together. Right. To, to function properly. Right. Um, Wayne says crystals are known to be able to store energy. I'm sure it's even more so with a large chunk of crystal. Now with a crystal skull that is shaped, I'm certain the energy from the crafter went into it as well. See, that's yes, something yes. else that would be interesting because you have you have a whole other energy because artisans, as you know, put a lot of care and love in, into some of their, like something like this, for example, there's a lot that goes into it because it's not always easy to shape stone or to shape crystals and, right. and such. So there's that extra energy as well. So I'm, I'm glad that, that Wayne mentioned that. Uh, so yep. if you feel mad or out of sorts, it could be that your energy is clashing with the energy that is within the skull itself. And so, it's possible. Example of that would be when we did this conference in, um, I think it was in Holland, we had um, jade skulls that were coming out of like Mongolia and China mm -hmm. that were together with the crystal skulls like I'm showing you. Their right. energies didn't match, but it didn't mean that each one didn't have a, a good purpose and way to help people. It's just their right. energies were totally different. Right. And I just felt like when I went into the room, there was a little disarray between the two different types of skulls that were present. Interesting. That, and that would make sense because even when people are working with different stones, some stones work better together than other stones do. So that's, that is very interesting. Um, can you carbon date the material around where they were buried? Yes, you can, but it won't help you to know the age of them because through the legends that are told, it seems the skulls keep moving from tribe to tribe, civilization to civilization. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we could find it in a Mayan ruin, but it doesn't necessarily mean those were the people who created that crystal skull. They could have inherited from another group. But yes, you can carbon 14 date the materials that are datable around them, and mm -hmm. you would get some idea, again, of the age of what right. they are. Okay, next question uh, or comment. I wonder if a corrupted crystal skull can be cleared of bad energy so it could be used again as crystals can be cleared. Yes, absolutely. It can definitely be cleared. I actually had this problem with Portal de Luz when I was in Holland. Um, I started to feel that his, his energy was not uh, totally pure and so forth. I had to bury him in the ground. I think for six months. And fortunately, I remembered where in the backyard oh, I, boy. I buried him. <laughs> right. <laughs> he he would have been very pissed at me if he didn't come back <laughs> out because he just loves, you know, being with people and helping people and working, right. doing things. Um, Marshall again says the carbon dated material around where they were built could have been when the civilization was destroyed, perhaps. Yes, that's true too. So, um, yeah. So, it's just the material they're made out of. We do not have a scientific technique of dating them, but we can have sensitive people work with them, you know, mm -hmm. who can link into the frequencies of energy and the history of the skull. And we'll mm -hmm. talk about that. But then again, when we have the same skull work with different sensitives, they wind up coming and talking about different stories. So is the skull reflecting back past life memories of each of them? And that's why it's different. So again, it, it, it's very hard to pin down a consistent thing with the skulls. It's just like, you know, like if you see the same skull 
uh, two different times, you're going to have the second time your experience will be totally different mm-hmm. because the first time it changed you and prepared you. And the next time you're going to have a totally different experience with it. Right. Right. Um, so is there a specific, I mean, obviously maybe quartz and crystal because they're natural amplifiers, um, will, will take in energy and project energy, maybe a little easier than some stones. I mean, should some stones not be considered for this sort of use? No, any any type of gemstone could be made into a crystal skull. As a matter of fact, like that, grounding stones like tourmaline yes. or yeah, yeah, they're they are making skulls, smoky quartz, which would be the right. last one I have here. This is a mm. light smoky quartz skull. Right, can be but very grounding grounded. stones would be hard to project energy from, wouldn't it, or to absorb? Um. If it's put into the shape of a skull and there's a spirit that comes into it, it could totally change the way in which it works. Right. So it's really not so much about just the energy of the stone, but the spirit that comes into it to work with you. Right. Like, for example, this one is called Geronimo Golden Eagle Eye. And he has taken on indigenous types of energies. Okay. I had a group in hungry a drumming group where the head of it he liked geronimo because he had those energies and geronimo would always say i like drumming take me dead when yes (laughs) and so there was a i think it's um cheyenne it's uh the indians in georgia but his group was in missouri Cherokee, maybe cherokee that's right Right. it was cherokee yes they don't really focus so much on drumming but he took Mm -hmm. Geronimo out to a circle on the property and he had a little tiny drum and he did a drumming ceremony for Geronimo. I love that. And this is a skull that we're having um, uh, Geronimo Jr.'s made by our Indian carver. So I actually have five that are sitting with me, which I haven't really shown to anybody yet. So I'm going to start doing it on Facebook. But again, you know, if somebody kind of likes the shape or design of this one, you can email me and I can give you pictures or video of the ones that we currently have, which are seeking their home. Right. right. That's very exciting. So you have all these people now going out and buying these, these incredible skulls. So, so it's one of those, you know, questions like the size matter. <laughs> no, no, it does not matter at all. I've seen people, have tremendous experience with little tiny ones like this size. Right. And then there's ones that are huge like this. And the person may have a much better experience with the little one than the larger one. Right. So size really doesn't matter. It it really is like the skull itself. It's like, you know, if you go on a website and they have all these pictures, there could be one that speaks to you. Like, I had six from India and this um, young man came in, did a session with me because I do these intuitive sessions too. And this was the first time I had Katrina helping me from spirit. So it was kind of different. And um, I showed him the six skulls. He was thinking to buy one and I didn't try to sell them or nothing. I just said, you just look at them and see if one of them speaks to you. And he just picked the one that talked to him and I'm trying to work and help him. You know, mm-hmm. how do you work with it and activate it and start to have experiences with it? So, so, so can you buy something like that online? If somebody goes to your website and says, I resonate, I think, or I for sure resonate with the skull, what happens if they don't? Like, isn't it better to 
go to a place where you can handle them and, and see what jives with you or? Again, it's an individual experience. I've right. watched people where Katrina was doing this um, right. before she's really got sick, taking like every two or three weeks, she would put a picture up and there would be people that would see the images, her picture she took, cause she was a right. magnificent photographer. Right. There's no way I can do what she, she did. Right. And they would just totally resonate with it and say, that one is talking, I, I, I just know I need to have it. So mm -hmm. everybody's different, you know. For right. me, I would probably be the type of person who would who rather uh, not just work with the picture, rather see, like especially if it's an older skull, see mm -hmm. it in person and see what experience I have with that. Right. And, you know, like I told you, I had experience with the Atlantean crystal ball. So the only way I can know how am I going to respond to that Atlantean crystal ball is if I'm actually holding it myself and I can see how it works against how I feel with the energy of the skulls. And they were two type of different type of frequencies of energy. Right, right. Um, Fern says, very interesting. I have a couple of crystal skulls or skull crystals. I will be sure to cleanse them and learn something every day with them. So, yeah, so the key... Um, Fern is just, you know, see which one you want to work with. Don't work with all of them at the same time. Just pick one for a couple of weeks, maybe do a meditation, take them outside, take them to your favorite place that you like to go where you feel great energy. You can put them in the sun, in the moon. It's, it's kind of being spontaneous. There isn't any set way because what will happen is the crystal skull will use your own special gifts like portal is using my telepathic communication but maybe for you you see a vision or you feel energy or you just know something it will find whichever is your strongest and start to communicate with you it gives you a name it can give you a name it'll tell tell you how to work with it or you know like portal de Luz said to me when i was in england dad let's go to the crowd circles won't that be a fun experience right. so he did so he starts pulling up on the crop circle energies and right. then um there was one time we did an experiment where, where he somehow was affecting the energies in the crop circle mm. okay you know, person was holding and meditate all of a sudden the energy ley lines there changed right. as a result of that right. so you just you just never know i think what it is is when you're on a spiritual path you have these amazing experiences that come up along the way based on different subjects, different um, crystals you're working with, different tools, you know, maybe it's astrology, something comes up, mm. uh, maybe it's right. going to a sacred place. And um, it just all helps you to become who you are. This I think is, this is what I'm mm. hearing right now to say, the most important thing that we could each do, if there is one comment right. that I could make. Yes, of course, be, of course. Right, but the comment would be, be yourself. Don't give your power away to other people to not be who you are. So, right. So the things that make you happy, you enjoy to do, you enjoy to relax, whatever. This is so important now. If a majority of people on the planet would just start being themselves and mm -hmm. not giving their power away to other people who's telling them what to do, the whole vibrational frequency of this world would totally shift. Right, right. We don't have to have I, everybody I make that shift just enough yeah. people to do it and it would just it would just change instantaneously right right i i 
completely believe that. I, I find, you know, that we all evolve because I do believe that we continue to evolve as we become more aware. And sometimes, you know, you find yourself with people you love and you're just skyrocketing. Not everybody's meant to go on that part of the journey exactly. with you. Sometimes you you have to go it alone and it's okay to go it alone. You just have to hope that people catch up, you know? Um Right, but you never really have to be alone because all you have to do is go onto the internet into like Facebook right. groups oh, with now. Other spiritual people. I yes, mean, absolutely. I, I don't I can't even imagine how many people I know that are spiritual. Like right. when Katrina passed, there were so many people that came out, you know, to give condolences, but they were showing that they had the love of soul family. I'm talking right. about more than a right. hundred right. people. So mm -hmm. I so even though, you know, um, I have to start a new life here um, and start to meet more soul family and get to do things with people. I'm mm -hmm. never alone because there's, you know, I just send a message out to somebody that I know through mm -hmm. um, the work with the Crystal Skulls online. And I have people, people to talk to, you know, right. there was one person I just spoke to, Karen, another Aries. And I just felt to, to say hello, and she was so happy. And she was telling you about when she met Katrina and I when we came to Wisconsin and we did this event at mm -hmm. her friend's home, how she just felt like, you know, we were family. We knew each other and everything. And we never really talked that much after that. And Katrina kept, she said, Katrina kept wanting to invite her, like, you know, go out and eat with us, come talk with us, let's spend some time together. Right. So um, there's always people out there that you mm -hmm. can talk to, that you know that you're not crazy in what you believe. People of like mind, absolutely. Right, because I am I know, I've seen our future. And all, all of us who are involved in our spiritual study, we are already living that future, okay? So um, we're, we're having practice. We're being prepared for that, to be prepared for what role we'll play. And, and the answer to that really is very simple. What makes your heart sing? Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me doing these kind of interviews, it just comes naturally. I have a big mouth and I have all these stories <laughs> and I'm yeah. hearing things, you know, oh, Joshua, talk about this or that. So it's usually never at loss at words. And um, mm -hmm. I always hear from new people who say, yep, I really, I really followed what you were talking about. I really sensed it. So right. What, right. what I'm trying to do here by what I'm talking about is show you the crystal skulls were a catalyst that move me more towards being myself, right. which is to be, you know, uh, humorous and fun. And, you know, like when I go out to buy things in stores, you know, are there people there I'm supposed to talk to and, you know, share something with? Like mm -hmm. I went to Walmart the other day and there were three people there I talked to. And then a family that was selling Girl Scout cookies when I went outside, I couldn't help myself. I'm just this right. friendly guy. I want to have contact with people. So. Right, right. Uh, so, so I'm dangerous. There was a young girl who I guess lives in. I just moved into this uh, room here in this house that was walking her dogs, and I start talking to her. Right. It's like I can't stop myself. Right. Well, I think you're just meant to give messages. You know, yeah, uh, well, the way that's it goes, and, and people gravitate. I want to show some of the pictures that that you sent me. And, and I thought this would be a good segue into the next question. So when you look at something like this, for example, mm -hmm. um, do, do they all have spirits in them when you buy them? Or does a spirit come into them when 
you make that connection with that stone, all of a sudden it's like, okay, you're my person. I'm going to inhabit this stone or I'm going to use this stone to project to you. How does that work exactly? If I'm looking at all of this, is this right. like a full house or, <laughs> well, you know? I think, I think this picture was taken when we were in Seattle. We had some friends who brought their skulls. Right. And uh, I think some people from Japan came to interview us. Wow. And so we just put out on a table all the skulls. So the cloth is from Peru, from right. Lake Titicaca. The women there built that. So we just felt that energy was good for the skulls. And Very good. Katrina found got this plate somewhere. So she's putting all the crystal skulls there. And there's another one of our ancient skulls, Winema, which means female chief. Uh, nice. which is similar to Tachula's, a much bigger Tachula is actually sitting up in the left-hand corner of the picture. You see the right. back of the right red there. Right. I don't see portal in this picture. Um, right. as well, far I'll as, pull up another picture as well. Yeah, as far as there always being spirits or whatever, I don't think that there is a, a set answer for that. I think it depends on the individual what relationship do they have with crystal skulls from a spiritual perspective? Have they worked with crystal skulls before, like, you know, in other mm -hmm. times? Um, it, you know, there could be a possibility where no spirits come into the skull, that maybe it goes to a person uh, to be there for a little period of time, and then they pass it on to someone else. And when they pass it on to someone else, then mm -hmm. a spirit comes in. So it's not a question that you can give 100% guarantee it's always going to happen. It's just in general for people who are really connected to the skulls and working with them. When I talk to other people, I find that they talk about like there's a, a living consciousness. That's that's the word they gave to me, a living mm -hmm. consciousness that's working through. I knew you were going to show this picture. Good. Thank you, Katrina. Mount <laughs> Rainier. I was afraid I was going to forget the name of the mountain. Mount Rainier, where um, this uh, pilot saw a formation of UFOs back right before the Roswell incident uh, in 1943. Mm -hmm. We, Mount Rainier has the most amazing energy. And, you know, so we went a couple of times and this is one time where she took this picture of some of our skulls up near the top of Mount Rainier. So I see Portal de Luz is on the right side. You see uh, Winema is in the center. The rabbi, I was going to take the rabbi out. He's a lapis lazuli skull. He's at the far uh, left side. Um, he was gifted to me by a um, soul family member um, in the northeastern part of the U.S. because in my book where I wrote about my looking for the blue skull in Peru, which is a whole other story, uh, I had a dream about a blue skull, and I wrote about it in that book, and she felt that she was supposed to give it give me that skull and she called it the rabbi because if you could see on the top part it looks like he has a skull cap on right there. so right. rabbi almost was going to be shown today but i got lazy because you know i just moved here and he's in a box and <laughs> didn't feel like you know taking the boxes on top of him right right but, um but i think there's pictures of him on the website that you're going if they go underneath um the menu about us, there's a bio on the different skulls. So, so that right. picture came from, you know, us taking our skulls to be in the energy of Mount Rainier. And also too, I felt up there that there was a UFO base too. Like UFOs have the ability 
to literally fly inside of the mountain into right. their base. Right. And like in um, Machu Picchu too, the same thing. There's a mountain by Machu Picchu. And I, again, sense the same thing that they can just, you know, like change their vibrational frequency and go right into the mountain and then rematerialize. Wow. Wow. So amazing energy for sure. Yep. All right. Here's another one that you sent. Okay. So this again was a picture from Katrina. Most of these are Katrina pictures. That's why I want to dedicate this show to her. Uh, that's awesome. I love that. So this is with some of our rose quartz skulls and other rose quartz skulls that were present wherever we were at, just bringing them together. So mm -hmm. rose quartz to me, that kind of skull has more of a emotional, you know, loving type, peaceful. It, it is said to be the love quartz, right? Yes. Working with the heart chakra. Yes. So, so like, for example, you know, if you're going to participate in our world peace meditation on the 13th next tuesday using a rose quartz go would help you to share a loving vibrational frequency of peace with the world right that's beautiful that is beautiful um so, okay i'm sorry oh no go ahead before i pull up no i was just going to say so i'm hoping that your viewers who are watching this that as you're seeing these pictures that you're getting a sensing of what kinds of energies the skulls can have and how they work together. Right. You know, so each picture you showed the vibrational frequency of those skulls mm -hmm. had a unique and different energy from each other. Right. Right. Um, Lady Spider Witch. I love it. I attended a mediumship class. We did astral travel, past life regression, channeling spirits, you name it. We did it. It was great. And the crystals were a big part of it. So, can your crystal skulls, when you make this this really deep connection with the one that chooses you, can it help you evolve to the point where, because I mean, there are people who try their whole lives to do astral travel or, or have out of body experiences. Will this help them? And is it because of the connection that's being forged? Well, first of all, I feel like um, before we're born, we decide which experiences we will have and which we won't have. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, for me, I, I don't see um, vision so much, although there's been a couple of times in the past year where my eyes are closed instead of seeing black, I start mm -hmm. seeing like scenes, you know, but mm -hmm. even when I see things, I don't see it in, in beautiful color and detail. It's more like grayscale. Mm -hmm. So the crystal skulls are going to help a person with the gifts that their soul has chosen that they, you know, are going to, to work with. Like maybe in other lifetimes I had vision all the time. So this lifetime I have to go more with telepathic, with mm -hmm. feeling things I know, etc. cetera. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but I always find that if, if you work with multiple gifts, they will confirm for each other. Like if there's something important, your vision and your um, telepathic or knowing, it'll both say the same thing. So that kind of confirms for you that it's true. Mm -hmm. So so definitely they are tools that will help people in developing their gifts or maybe new gifts. Like there was one time somebody chose Portal de Luz and he helped him to open up his third eye. And Portal has never done that for me. I've never had it where my third eye is totally open. So wow. just because it helps one person in one way doesn't mean it'll help you in that way. It's right. a, it's really it's a u, unique 
experience. You know, we all have our lessons, our challenges, and certain experiences we're going to have. And just because you have a crystal skull, it's not mm -hmm. going to force you to have something that you're not meant to have. Right. I mean, does, does everybody get an experience? Or do you think it's a matter of recognizing the experience? Or some people are just sort of like, sorry, guy, it's just not a, a thing or girl or, you know. Right. It, it's I've watched people that, that feel nothing with the crystal skulls, hmm. you know, or they're frightened by them. You know, like there was a lady in Boston, I remember, we had to turn the skull around so the back was facing her before she could work with its energy. Hmm. You know, right. so, so it's a visual thing instead of a an energy thing. Like you can't necessarily go by what you're looking at. You have to go by what you feel. Right. She had to clo close her eyes or look at it from the back, and then she was able to have the... And then she, she was so happy and delighted by it. So, because, see, the thing is, is our subconscious mind can interfere in our experiences. Mm -hmm. Like when I told you about my coma experience where a van struck me from behind, mm -hmm. I wasn't looking at it and I was taken out of my body. But if I would have seen it, that it was going to strike me, who knows mm -hmm. what my subconscious mind would have done to me. I could be crippled or I may not even be here talking to you, but mm -hmm. I wasn't involved in that. Because I thought, oh, I'm protected. Well, I was protected, okay, mm -hmm. because although I did have some um, some physical problems, you know, I recovered. It wasn't serious. It just took me time to recover. Right. I have to make a really quick station and sponsor ID. So for those of you who are just tuning in, you are listening to myself, Michelle DeRoche, and our special guest, Joshua Shapiro. We are talking crystal skulls on many different levels. So you keep keep checking in. And if you miss a lot of it, guys, then you'll have to get the archive, which will be up relatively quick after the show. So we are broadcasting live here on the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 from the Gulf Coast and 107.7 FM from New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have been a part of our journey since day one. So thank you, Folgers. We couldn't do it without you, nor would we want to. Also, big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, for his contribution of his music time and his voice for the intro here on the show. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween, horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, which can be found on all of your favorite music streaming platforms. Also, big thank you to Steve McGinnis, the artist behind our banners and logos here at the show. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Does great commission pieces and books and pet pictures, you name it. But he does specializes in the horror genre. So back to the show. Thank you all. And thank big thanks to everybody here in chat too. We love it. You make it that much more interesting. So thank you. Now here's another comment for you. I get a sense from the picture shown of the different energies and how they complement and bounce off of one another. Excellent. Excellent. So yeah, even even the pictures too will carry the energies of the skulls. That's why, um, you know, obviously I don't have access to all these ancient skulls or very old skulls that um, um, I've seen. 
So what happens is I have pictures of them and slides. And usually when I do a presentation, I will do a slide presentation. So people could see Mitchell Hedges. They can see me. They can see um, the British Museum skull, which I actually had a chance to, to touch and work with. Very directly, nice. Which was very mm -hmm. interesting. You know, so each one, each time you have this kind of experience, you know, it's very unique. And, oh, yeah, uh, somebody saying I should say what I did with the Brit British Museum skull because I almost got kicked out of the museum. Oh, naughty Joshua. So, <laughs> no, no, no. This, this, this was to help the skull, even though they didn't like it. So oh. what happened is the British Museum skull, this must have been like, um, I think it was right when I met Katrina. So it was probably like about 14 years ago or something. I went to England and my friends lived in London. So we went to see the British Museum skull and I had Portal de Luz with me and the British Museum was in a glass case in a corner, but the energy in the corner was really bad. And I could just feel the skull was unhappy being there. So I took Portal de Luz and went, you know, on the four sections around to share the energy. But I also had four of my kids, small ones, and they said, yeah, put us on the corners on top of the case. I went, if I do that, I'm going to be in trouble. They said, the skull really needs this. So right. you got you to do one for the team, Dad. So right. even if they yell at you, go ahead. So I was able to get it. <laughs> And then this woman custodian who was by the front door a little bit away saw me doing this and hey, you over there, there's a security system over there. Immediately take that off. So they were on top there for like about, I don't know, 20 to 30 seconds, 40 seconds. So they were able to share their healing energy with that skull too, besides Portal de Luz. So I like, I like these kind of adventures too, you know, cause I don't like to be like anybody else, which is the Aries nature. I got to do something unique and different. Right. Well, I'm sure they'll be memorable. <laughs> That's for well, certain. Yeah, usually, usually they are. Katrina used to drive Katrina crazy when my crazy side would come out with people. Don't right. do that. You're embarrassing me. But I'm having fun, and the people are having fun with this. Please trust me. <laughs> That's what matters in the end. So yeah. it must it must drive you a bit crazy when, when you um, – hear stories like for example the smithsonian having a crystal call that was supposed to be very old and then and it, it ended up they debunked it it's like no it's a fake mm -hmm. not right. really so much a fake but maybe doesn't necessarily belong in the smithsonian because you're saying no they're all genuine well yeah because they're they exist they're genuine they have right. a purpose okay now whether you know, the museum only wants to show things that are very, very old. So that's why they're going to call things fake. Of course. Um, and also, I think, well, this is my opinion. I'm not supposed to judge. I know. But, mm -hmm. you know, they don't want people to know about the crystal skulls. They that don't. They have, that they have these positive effects on it. I agree with you. You know, so. Um, I don't think they really want people waking up. I mean, with the, with the British control. Yes, I think so. But also with the British skull, they can't take it off because it's one of their most popular exhibits. Right. A lot of people are very curious about it. They want to go see it. It is a, a very wonderful uh, a skull, but, 
you know, it's not being respected and honored properly is what I feel. So, so what happens in a case like that, Joshua? I mean, does this, does this skull have a spirit? Does the spirit stay on display with the skull or does it just sort of vacate because it's not really able to do what it's meant to do? No, it's not I'm able still, to have any connections. No, I still think it, that it has a spirit that that's working through it. I mean, I, I can talk to it right now and it feels like there's, a living consciousness with it it's right. just it has to accept that you know the role it's playing is different than a crystal skull like the mitchell hedges skull, which is totally free to go travel where wherever bill holman the guardian can take it or like portal to lose we're free to go travel <clears throat> where to take it although when i took portal into mexico i had to be careful because they have the law of antiquity where they're tired of people taking their ancient artifacts out of their country. That I can't they might blame think, them for that. Because yeah. this is such a nicely carved skull, but I didn't have any problem with that. I Do think, you have to bring in your own paperwork for something like that? If, and this is just for people who want to travel with their skulls. Like, do you have to have paperwork for something? I've like never, that? I never have, but people who have ones that could be old, uh, I know Sherry Whitfield, who has Synergy, she has paperwork for hers. So right. some people do that. I don't, <clears throat> I don't know if Bill Holman did. He didn't do it when we went to Indi Italy together. Mm -hmm. um, there was a Crystal Skull conference there in Italy when the fourth Indiana Jones film came out. So right. I traveled from Chicago with him there. That's, that was a really nice conference, except the Mitchell Hedges Skull did something to me, and I only had enough energy to do my one hour talk and then I passed out because I had a fever prior to that. So it was like shifting or changing me somehow. But so, I'm Aries and they flew me there right. and, and there's no way I'm not going to do my presentation. No, of course I don't care not. what's going on. So what what was it about the skull that didn't jive with your energy? Do you think? No, it wasn't a question that it didn't jive. It was Too transforming powerful? me. I went through a transformation. Okay, so can you talk about that? Um, Okay, so Bill Hillman brought the skull out for the, the people who were the creators of the conference. Mm -hmm. And I started to get sick, fever, and <coughs> sore throat. And then, you know, I just barely made it through to do my presentation. I could not go back home uh, on the day they were going to fly me. I had to stay a couple of extra days. Mm -hmm. But what was really strange is <coughs> the idea for the new crystal skull world peace meditation and how to do it came to me while i was in italy after i saw the mitchell hedges skull. Mm. so apparently i just needed to stay there for whatever reason and go through this transformation right so so it wasn't i didn't see it as a negative thing i might have seen that our, our clothes didn't come in time as a more negative thing than getting sick with the crystal skull right they came a day late so right. Fortunately, my ex-wife from Holland was also speaking, so she brought me some clothes I left with her, so I was okay. But Bill right. had to keep wearing what he wore on the plane. Right, right. So we're slowly, I mean, we've got probably about 15 minutes left. So mm -hmm. this is part of the show where we start to, you know, talk about what you want to promote and okay. and promote yourself, and then we're We'll slowly segue in because those of you who are enjoying the show, uh, Joshua will be back on April the 3rd and we're going to be talking about something entirely different, but we're going to segue in. So Joshua, take it away. 
okay, so I have nine free ebooks. One is on crystal skulls. The there easiest, what, yep. I would Click say, on that I'll put right. it in the, um, right. hold on. So I'm going to go there, go there but the, I would say the best way for the ebooks is email me crystalskullexplorers at gmail.com and I have a direct link to all nine ebooks. So you can just pick like, do you want one on Tartaria, Flat Earth? Do you want to talk about my two experiences where I saw the future? I have another okay. book, it's called Messages from Argus. You know, so all these different ones, okay. um, that's probably the best way to, to get all of them is just email me. Okay, uh, and the email is, again, guys, it is in the show description as well. Um, I'm just looking here. Yeah, it is in the show description. So just go back and anywhere right. and, you see it. And don't think that I'm busy. I, I give you permission. Email me. Make me busy. I like to be busy. That's what Aries is about. Right. So if you have any other questions you want to ask, uh, or get the free ebooks or whatever, or if you want to take a peek at these Geronimo Juniors I have, I can right. attach uh, the photographs to an oh, email. I think I've or, got it right or, there. Right. Or we gonna, can can also... I put this up in the stream? Yeah. Okay, one second. I'm going to put it right here, guys. Get your free ebook. Bam. Hold on. Let me get this. Get out of there. Okay. There we go. Okay, so that has the email address. Yep. Um, also, we have three Rumble channels with all kinds of videos, too. So yeah. Again, I can give you the contact. I only gave the it's Rumble channel. All in channel, here, too. Right. Yeah. The, I only gave one is the okay. Rumble channel from our center, the Center for the Advancement of Humanity, because okay. it has the coolest videos there. It has some good interviews with people. Another thing is, I think we are destined to create some kind of media channel I, i'm putting together a group of people and michelle i've talked to about this is maybe going to be able to help us with that so i don't know what format it's going to be so again if you email me and you get on my list when we start to start doing our videos and presentations and everything i can contact you and let you know about that world peace meditation also, there's a link to the page that Kathy and Harry, they have their crystal skulls are called Crystal Skull um, uh, CSC. I can't remember what, what the C is for. It's mm -hmm. on there. Um, there's a link to their page where you can get the uh, audio um, file that you could download so you can listen to the meditation that they guide at 1 p.m. on the 13th, or they do a live one at 1 p.m. Canadian time, which is Pacific Standard Time. So I was on their uh, 1 p.m. I did 1 p.m. here in Florida, and then I did their 1 p.m. three hours later in the in the line. Um, what else can I tell you? Oh, you know, we have, uh, besides the free eBooks, if you go on to the website that um, Michelle showed you, there are a couple of back printed, right there. Books, printed books that we have on there that you can get. Uh, my uh, About the Blue Skull, which I didn't have time to talk about. There's a whole book on that. There's a novel that I wrote with a friend, Journey uh, into the, I can't even remember the name. See? Into the Unknown and Back Again. Is that the yes. one? Okay, yes. I'm going to put it up right now for everybody to see it. So one right. moment. So we have that book and 
There's uh, my there visit go. to Mexico is an ebook version. I have an ebook version on a me, which was the Amthisco that you saw. And then there's another printed book that we have, which I can't oh, think really of it, but it's on the, on the website. There we go. That's better. Now um, we can see the whole book. <laughs> the, the other thing that I want to put out to people is, is that what Spirit has been doing to me recently is like meeting all kinds of owners of different centers out here to create alliances. So if you feel like, you know, affinity to the kind of information that I've been sharing, which if you ask me tomorrow, I probably won't remember all the things I said, because I'm just, you know, kind of going with the, the flow of what I'm inspired to do. But I'm looking to form alliances with other people and organizations, especially in preparation for the Center for the Advancement of Humanity when it physically starts to manifest. Because I see myself having the ability, and this has to do with the new financial system that's supposed to be coming out here soon, um, that there's going to be all kinds of resources coming for humanitarian and spiritual projects. So this will be how we'll be able to build this center and cre create it physically here uh, somewhere close to Orlando, not in Orlando, but somewhere around it. Mm -hmm. and will be um and people that will be helping us do not necessarily have to live here because you know through the internet we can still work together and do projects so i'm right. going to be looking for people to help with that center and i'm only going to have one question to ask you if you feel again an affinity for it and i have a document i can send that describes it is what makes your heart sing and if we need that help then you're hired immediately and you'll get a, a a, a very good salary so that you don't have to worry about paying your bills. You can focus on doing what makes your heart sing so that when people come to visit us, they're not going to want to leave because they're going to watch us all dancing and singing and <laughs> doing what, we, right. what we're here to do. Living your best life. Exactly. Right. Um, so those are kind of like the things we're doing. The last thing I would like to talk about, I think I still have a few minutes, mm -hmm. is what's happening right now what's going on in our world because you know it's like we're coming to a head i believe that all the systems that we have been brought up and used they're not based on the truth they're based on this group of people that wants to be in charge of everything and try to get us to follow what they say so that's a nice way of saying it um and there's major changes getting ready new technologies getting ready to come out new financial system, new medical things, um, uh, funding to support all kinds of dreams and visions. And also, I believe we're going to have contact with our galactic brothers and sisters. So the main thing that I'm concerned about is as these truths start coming out, a lot of our friends and family uh, are going to be in shock because they're not going to believe you know, like when I talk to people about that the earth may not be a globe, they just look at me like I'm crazy, even if I show them some evidence and proof of such mm -hmm. that they might want to take a look at it. So it's like all kinds of amazing truths and information is getting ready to come out. Mm -hmm. We are the ones who volunteered before we were born to come down here to help people mm -hmm. so people don't start all going crazy and everything. Right, right. So... Um, and especially like what Michelle is doing with her shows to get out all the information on all these different subject matters. This mm -hmm. is very, very important. So I just see a time coming where we're going to 
really start working closely together and helping each other and doing projects together and really mm -hmm. enjoying ourselves. So right. I'm I'm feeling like we're so close to major breakthroughs. Right. What could a major breakthrough be? It could be like the Pleiadians, which are cloaked in the sky above us, say, now it's time for us to show ourselves. And they send down to the earth this very loving, peaceful energy, so we're not afraid of them. And this makes it possible. I'm just giving poss possible examples. It could be something that President Trump does. You know, a lot of people don't know what to make of President Trump. So I asked Katrina, you know, who wasn't sure what to make of him. You see him on the other side. How do you see him? Oh, he's a very good actor, was her answer. Yeah. So I think he's working with a lot of good people that are getting ready to bring out all this amazing technology and things. And this is something that they've had to, to look at and strategize it and, and work with geniuses to figure out the best way so the least amount of people are going to be adversely affected. Hmm. Um, so do you think we'll find, um, and this would be a perfect segue into the next show. Do you think that we'll find more ancient technology? I know we're going back ancient again, but you know, the, the, the planet has its way of giving up her secrets. You know, we've got things that are underwater with new technology. We're able to actually find some of the stuff that's deep in the sea or under the forest canopy in the Amazon. Things are surfacing. And along with that is technology and teachings and, and knowledge and history. Yes, I think we're going to find a lot of things. Some things have been hidden, I think, and protected by certain groups of people or indigenous yeah. people. Yes. And some will be gifts from the gods or the galactic brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. um, you know, be um, all kinds of things. So it just, I, I see the future through myself. I have a guide called Argus, who's myself in the future, 2037 mm -hmm. to 2040. And it's mm -hmm. just absolutely remarkable what he right. shows me. Can't tell me how we get there from now to there. But what right. I see coming up is really going to be beautiful. So it's the same thing. If we all hold that vision, mm -hmm. um, like I heard, what if we each did a meditation where we focus on what we each see could be this amazing future of peace and harmony. Mm -hmm. And we all do it for like five minutes every day, like in the morning, mm -hmm. five minute meditation, we're focusing on it. Our collective energies together could help to bring that and make that happen faster because right. it's through the power of the mind that we're creating our like reality. consciousness. Yes. Our, yeah. And that's our, our ability from God, from our soul. Mm -hmm. As creator does the same thing. Everything that exists is through the mind of creator and we are creator's children. Mm -hmm. So we have this gift through the power of our mind to create this. Right. So I just feel like there's a, a, an energy and a movement that's happening that is totally supported by creator and there is nothing on this earth that's going to be able to stop this. Right. It's happening each day, a little more, a little more is starting to happen. Like a domino effect. Right. Like, like what's yeah. going to happen with this broadcast mm -hmm. that Tucker Carlson just did with Putin? How is that going to affect people? Because okay. when he did his first one alone, there were millions of people who watched him and didn't watch some kind of presidential debate mm -hmm. going on at the same time. Well, we are in different times and we're going to watch things unfold and, um, you know, that's all we can do. But I am so thrilled 
that you came on and spent the evening with us all and shared your your knowledge um, on the crystal skulls. I know I myself just love you know love crystal skulls and love I love crystal. I've got all sorts of this sort of stuff. I love it, um, and it's nice to be able to know there's an avenue where you can actually go and learn how to use this stuff, which is great because who knew? <laughs> I really right. didn't have any idea that, that, you know, that there was so much to it. I figured, oh, this is an ancient artifact and, and they're surfacing and, and, and I'm pretty versed in things, but it's nice to know that it continues on and that there are people out there who are educating other people on how to make a difference in using some of these tools among others. And I'm really looking forward to the April 3rd show as well. And I'm sure Amelia will not be under the weather and will be able to join us um, as I know she really wanted to be here as well. So thank you uh, on behalf of all of us here who have been listening to you for joining us this evening. Well, it's my pleasure and Thank you for giving me this opportunity because if I don't get to do these shows, I get depressed sometimes. Oh, that's just, terrible. Well, I, I'm making a joke out of it. Yeah. Because I, because I really, I love to do it. And um, when right. I don't get to do it, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of boring. So, well, your email is all over the place now. <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll get, get a few more. I can definitely hook you up, you know, for sure. I know a lot of people who do shows. Right. But, you know, you're coming back and, you know, I'm already looking forward to it. So I hope you have a terrific weekend and I will email you, as you know. Right. Okay, everyone, have a great week and visualize this positive future that we're moving towards is absolutely going to happen. And we each have our role to play in it. And when, when, when it happens, we'll be dancing and singing outside. I'll, that's what I want to do. I want to dance and sing outside with everyone. But I can't because it would be too crazy right now. <laughs> maybe by the end of the year, it'll be normal. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> Thanks, Joshua. I'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you. Good night. Good night. So delightful, so knowledgeable, and just, I just love listening to him. And he's just so enthusiastic and so positive. And I love that. I love that. We need more of that. So big, big thank you to Joshua Shapiro for spending the evening with us and sharing all of this knowledge. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring us tonight and every night that we have this show. Big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker. Big thank you to Steve McGinnis. Thank you all. Guys, I have the email up on here. If you're looking for to maybe suggest a guest or a topic, please do. If you're looking maybe to um, be on the show yourself, show us what you've got. You want to send us Folgers commercials? Huh? Never out of the question. <laughs> so next week, going to be a lot of fun. Wednesday night, Amelia and I want you guys to be our Valentine. Yes, even though it's Valentine's Day, we're going to be here. We're going to have an open mic. We're going to meet in the chat room and we're going to talk about everything. We might even get into a little bit about the history of Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's a thing. Thursday night, we welcome for the first time, and I'm very excited about this show. 
Nancy Thames, who's a former Department of Defense employee and a lifelong contactee of extraterrestrial beings and has emerged as a significant voice in the realm of alien disclosure and spiritual awakening. Her work underscores a collective call to awakening. So, holy crud, that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, right? knowledgeable lots of information coming from this lovely lady and thank you guys thank you thank you thank you for being in the chat room honestly you guys make it that much more fun and i'm really looking forward to uh next week open mic anyway have a great weekend and we'll see you next week guys stay safe out there good night